Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, RFK Refugees Podcast. Ted here, John here, here to 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 help you get through the first DC United loss of the of the season. Uh, I think I think like yes, last week was like the the high, and this is like the come down moment. This was like the this is maybe maybe the game that we expected, and and I guess maybe or maybe the season we kind of expected to have with DC with DC United this year struggling on the attack and everything. Before we get into that, John, how how was your weekend, my friend? How, how did things go this weekend? It was it was all right. It was one of them weekends, man. I'm ready for it to be not that weekend and be a different one. So it's mm-hmm. uh we're gonna have a lot of. Better soccer this week, and we're gonna yes. have uh, we're gonna have a good show. Yes, ho- hopefully we have a better week. I feel like it was like so we had the the spirit lose one nothing I think middle of the week, and then uh, I went to the kickers game against Greenville, uh, the best team in the league, and watched. Uh, if you thought DC's loss was bad, try being up for up a man for for forty minutes or a whole second half almost, and then losing on a known goal. Uh, so that was that was not fun. It was rainy and wet too. Uh, still fun to, to see some live soccer. I got my my live soccer in for the week. Got that in. So and then uh, now we got a we got a DCU after dark game next week and the and a kickers game on Sunday. So it's it's it all works out well. And I hopefully I'm hoping for better results. I think I think I think we got a better chance at this game. But we'll talk a little bit maybe more of that on uh, Thursday uh, when we will have Robert Jonas. Uh, if people old around the league, people will know who Robert Jonas is. For he covers the San Jose Earthquakes, and so he's a he's a, a good a good uh, acquaintance of mine uh, from from my around the league days. So we're, we're probably gonna have some flashback moments in that. Um, but we got a but we got a a game coming up. Uh, Gretchen Ham actually. Let's go to knowledge Gretchen Ham. She she comes on the show. She's a friend of the show. Uh, we got Alice. She says you guys coming tomorrow. I think John will be there. Uh, I will be there with bells on. I will be an Audi Field, and this time there will be fans in the stadium versus. Me in the press box in an empty stadium with echoes and wind tunnels. So this will be a much better experience. I think. <laughs> I'm excited for this as opposed to last time. Yep, yep, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but let's uh, let's jump right into it. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk DC United. Um, let's talk about. I I, I think everybody kind of it's it's not fun to it's not fun to lose. Let's let's get that right off the bat. Spoiler alert: It's not fun to lose. Uh, it's not fun to lose games. This was sort of like a, a come down moment. I feel for the for for fans. Uh, it was not the team looked maybe a little bit less threatening in the attack. Uh, they're they're playing a very very good New England team. Let's get that off the bat. Uh, I, I don't know, John. What what were your like? Give me like some some overall thoughts on the on the on the game that was and that. Ah, uh, you know, seeing the seeing the lineup come out and saying, okay, we we kind of expected the same lineup. We got the same lineup. We had, I believe, five five field players on the bench. Andy Nahar did not make the trip because they didn't want to put him on turf, which is a fantastic decision, I think. Yes. Uh, you know, that was sort of what I expected. I expected I expected a loss, despite the facts that my bets, <laughs> the number of the number of wagers that I posted. <laughs> Uh, said differently, it did not work out for me on that respect. But I, I, I thought perhaps, uh, you know, maybe a draw. I thought the way the first half played out, um, again, it, it finished 0-0 at, at halftime. I thought, well, maybe we can ugly this thing out. Maybe that's what we're going to – maybe a scoreless draw. The first one in Erlon Lasada's history uh, will, be, will be this one. Uh, it did not – it almost happened, really. If you look at – if you think about how the, how the, how the goal did happen – it could have very easily been the first 0-0 draw. There were not a plethora of chances, uh, and New England had not, when they took the lead, did not go into a defensive shell. They were still trying to attack. It just no one could, no one could make it happen on either side. Um, but oh, you know, just overall big picture thoughts. I think uh, not not hitting the panic button at all. We're down 11 players. We're on the road. 
We're on the turf at Foxborough. We're traveling the same day uh, as the game. Number of number of excuses, and I think all of them valid. Uh, so don't hit the panic button, folks. I already saw some folks on Twitter kind of getting a little little antsy. Just for for your mental health, for my mental health, for the show. Just just you know, suck on a lollipop. Just calm down. Think about think about flowers. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's definitely no, no time to panic. Um, I, I think, I think when you, I, I, I think I put a, I put a, I put a joke tweet out uh, after the win on against New York, where uh, I think it's from Arrested Development, where the guy says I made a terrible mistake, and that's the response to like after this win, how does Lasada feel now that he's kind of like elevated expectations of this team after after watching that game and 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 showing the the, the new light. I I don't know if I don't know if DC necessarily played any different. Than they did against New York. I think it was a rather similar game plan. They, cra- you know, crashed the middle. Tried to. They seceded a lot of possession. They actually finished with more possession than New England in the game. It was like fifty forty seven. So I think that had to do with them kind of chasing the game a little bit. Um, I will. I will shout out defensively. This team, I think, has shown to be a lot more solid defensively than I think we were anticipating. Uh, and that's with the injuries. Uh, Tony Alvaro, I think we all were kind of rolling our eyes like, oh, my God, it's like a panic decision, uh, has been more than solid. He has been a very, very solid piece in this team, had some great uh, plays on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, you know, Brendan Heinzeich obviously has the goal, has the own goal this time. Unfortunate can't mistake. stop scoring. Brendan yeah. cannot stop scoring. <laughs> uh, unfortunate uh, unfortunate uh, mistake on, on the own goal. Uh, Brilliant was good. I think defensively, and, and and let's be clear, this team held uh, Gill, Busca, and uh, oh my gosh, I'm like blanking on the other guy's name. There's like another really big attacking player that they have that I'm blanking on. But they, it's a good attack that that New England had. This is a good good team, and they shut them all out. Uh, they finished. Both teams finished with a point three expected goals. Uh, the, uh, yes, I guess New England had the better of the chances, quote unquote, but they were not great. They were not like great chances that you really that you really shut up. So defensively, this team has shown that they can keep themselves in games. And when you're down 11 players and you have an ability to do that, you know that 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 can buy you some some real estate. Where if you're huddling in that mid pack and you kind of put it together offensively, suddenly you've got something uh, that that can start to make you know that one of those famed runs towards the end of the year uh, and sort of make a run in the playoffs. So I, I think I think what I've taken away from both games is that. I think this team is maybe further along than than maybe we initially thought coming into this year. Uh, you know, with with Wasada sort of you know lowering expectations, it seems to me that the team is buying into a system. They're they're all in. They're ready to go. And I think we're seeing early signs that things could be better. Uh, there's still a lot to work on. I think the attacking part of the game is 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 where maybe there was most. Uh, we we still have not had sort of. I guess genuine chances from from attacking players or very limited amount of chances. So, um, but uh, I mean, I thought honestly the, of the players that were good, Tony Alvaro, Julian Gressel. Uh, I thought he he is showing that if he can get somebody else to kind of go along with him and be on the same page, I think we have some here. I think I've, I looked at his passing map. He, he's got like big old thick lines on the little like passing lines where he was connecting with other players. Uh, so he, he was connecting passes, doing a lot of the work there, and really generating some of the few chances DC had. Yeah, I, Gressel, Gressel is the player that uh, is the offensive factor so far, the non-goal scoring offensive factor. Um, I, I think, you know, when you don't have Eric... I, listen, I like Eric Sorga. I want to stop being mean to yeah, Eric Sorga. 
I'm gonna, we're going to get into that, but you go on. I'll pump the brakes a little bit on that. But the, I mean, I, when you look at, if you look at Gustavo Bo, Carlo, Carlos Hill, and Adam Buxa, and then look at Eric Sorga, Yamil Assad, and Edison Flores, uh, I feel like that the, the gold differential is right there on the paper. Um, mm-hmm. Edison Flores has not shown it in MLS yet. He's, I would say right now, the biggest thing that he's contributing is fitness he's he's 90 minutes charging fit and that's good although you know for for our creative attacking player for our big money player hopefully he's able to assert himself a little bit more in the rest of the game but right now the team is not there as a whole so that's i'll, I'll, I'll let that pass but Yamil Assad has not been great i don't think uh these two games uh he's fighting fitness so uh edison flores has has excess fitness i think yamil is sucking air and i don't think he's there yet so i think that that's there are two players sort of on the opposite sides of the coin eric sorga is doing what he's asked to do uh i think i think that you know without without having had a chance to ask him i think lasada is looking at what is what his what his options are what his bench is what his forward depth is and saying I'm going to use this guy. It's almost a false nine. It's almost it's almost a, a decoy forward. I'm going to have this guy try to create turnovers in the offensive side of the of the of the field, and it's not going to be maybe to hold the ball up, maybe to uh, you know play in the rest of the players. But he's not making runs and, and being found. That's not what he's not running the channels. That's not what Eric Sorker is doing for this team at the moment. So that's a, that's another part of why this team I think is offensively not as exciting yet as you'd hope it to be when maybe we don't have 11 players missing and only like <laughs> six players missing. Maybe Ola Kamara's back on back on the side and Eric Sorga's uh, not, not starting and maybe on the bench. And then maybe when Nigel Roberta feels like he can play more than 15, 20 minutes, I think he got about 30 minutes last game. I think he came on in the 70th minute. Uh, I'm looking to, I would like to see him man. Maybe San Jose is the opportunity for that. Where they're trying to play a bit more expansive, they're looking for a forward to run the channels. They're looking for a forward to be able to win aerial battles. Maybe that's what we see. He's a big man. Maybe, maybe San Jose gives us that opportunity. I, I, I think I'm I'm ready. I understand there are a lot of fans that out there that, that like Eric Sorga. I get it. I understand it. I'm I'm ready for something else. I'm ready for the team to to try someone else out there, as far as an attacker. Um, I, I think at this point it, it's it's time to. Uh, to, to kind of move on. Let's let's talk about the rest of the lineup. Uh, yes. Chris uh, Chris Seitz playing fine. Goal yeah. wasn't his fault. Uh, I don't know if he had any saves to speak of. The uh, offensively was such a there were there were they did two shots on goal. So <laughs> it, it, I but there he, wasn't. I mean, there, there wasn't a moment. I think in the last game you can pick out a moment for for him. Correct. I, there, there weren't. There wasn't any sort of defensive. None of these teams produced much uh, defensively. Both. Uh, both uh, Turner and Seitz were fairly like bored in this game. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Or we're standing around waiting for something to do. Maybe they did a couple things, but no, no team really generated offense um, to speak of. And I mean, when, when you have an own goal, let's say this is not a game. This is not a game that you are going to put on like the highlight reels. I'm going like to make MLS. a DVD of this, Ted. I'm going to make a Blu-ray DVD and watch it every week. Yeah, I think zero zero should have been the, and that should have been the score of this game. Like that, that befits that befits the the actual game. Yeah. So, like you said, like you said, there was that was a that was not a that was a forgettable game. Uh, yes. I think that there's uh, Aaron on uh, felt was I don't want to say he was defensive in the press conference, uh, but I feel like he is definitely pressing back against uh, the notion that we should expect we should be expecting a win right now. Although he. <laughs> 
Like I said, he, man, he, he he set expectations too high with that win, and now he's trying to backtrack. He's like, oh, crap, what did I just do? But he said that we were in it right into the end, and I remember yeah. there was a Gressel cross in the last, uh, maybe the, like the 89th minute or 90th minute that, that was dangerous and, and could have resulted in something. So... Uh, he's he's not wrong. I feel like we are. I feel like we're. San Jose is going to be a tough game, and we'll talk. We'll get into that on Thursday. They they look a dangerous team. They're they're a team that can score some goals. Uh, so that and, but so is New York City FC. So we'll see. They're back on grass. They don't have to travel same day because they're flying across the country. Um, I really wish I could be there. I love. What's the name of the stadium now? It's not Avaya. It's something else. It's some other PayPal weird. Park. Okay. Oh well, that's that's at least a real brand that people have heard of. So yeah. Yes. Pay, that is a awesome place to go see a game i recommend it if you're out there if you're a left coast legion i'm sure you'll be there uh but uh man what a what a great place to see a game i'm sure the weather will be fantastic it always is but yeah so i, I think I, I think that's there's not really much else to say about that game uh we we hope to I, i'm hoping for media availability this week to find out sort of where how close some of these players are to getting back uh because we don't really know aside from the long-term injury guys oh let's talk about the player who did make it back yes felipe felipe, felipe made back. it back Felipe was cleared. <laughs> Felipe was spotted on the team plane and then was cleared at 7 p.m. by press release uh, that he was able, he was available to play. He was the worst kept secret uh, on on Twitter. I, I you know I think I said this in the in the pregame uh, uh, on Instagram, but I think that this was very much a we need a bodies situation rather than uh, yeah Felipe is ready to to play 30 minutes on uh, Foxborough turf after not playing for for seven months. That's where we want to that's where we want to baptize him for sure. So I think that that was a I think he's close, though. I think I, I bet you'll see him on the field in San Jose if, if the game state dictates it. And yeah. that's great. I'm happy he's back. And I, I do want to bring up one player, I think, who probably had the, the you know, we saw players, the substitutes that came off the bench, so Kamarni Smith. I, I think Moses Nyman was the one who made the, like, only actual, like, major impact in that he played a very, very excellent long bowl. I think that was to, it was either to Smith or Roberta. I'm not sure. It was one of the two. I'm not sure. I can't remember exactly who. Uh, but one of the more uh, one of the more game one of the one of one of the players, and and that was an excellent ball uh, that was unable to be taken down. But I think kind of shows that there is some pressure there, maybe in the center the center midfield. Um, I don't know if Canals I think is right now a, a penciled in you know penned in starter at this point with how he's yep. played. He another strong game uh, I thought from him. Uh, Moreno was okay. I, I don't. I mean I, he had his patented shot from the top of the top of the key that goes flying out of the flying over the top of the top of the a crossbar um I think he Asano ran out of, of Asano. he ran out of he ran out of shots on target he used yes. them up in the week one and uh and uh and Assad was also also had a really really bad miss where he could have uh if he just you know got one on target it could have been good uh but we have angus on the line uh to 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 talk about the game angus what, what's going on man oh nothing much how's everybody doing over there we're we're doing okay, man. We're we're we're, we're trying to we can, trying to get, we're glad we can hear excited. you and we're glad you can hear us. So uh, so that's we're we're, we're rolling now, Angus. What do you think about the game? Uh, same things that you guys were echoing. I think this is a uh, burn the tape game. I think they go over it today in practice. Say, hey, this is what we did wrong. This is how we get better, and then never look at this game ever again. Um, personally, I think that behind uh, Ike goal, he was in. He in and of himself was in a bad situation. He was in a bad position. There wasn't much he could do with that ball anyways from, like, where it hit him. He was trying to do the best he could with it and ended up in the back of the net. I don't put too much blame on him for that. I don't put too much blame on anyone for that. And it's just unfortunate how it happens. Again, more reason to just burn the tape and walk away. Um, I think I, I don't want to blame it on the turf. 
I don't care. I'd, I'd more blame it on the length of the field. I mean, come on now. It's three it's yards long. longer. So that's, <laughs> that's too, too long. long. We have to shorten all the fields in MLS now. Um, <laughs> but I, honestly, this, this game is a, is a purely forgettable one that I'm sure four weeks down the line we'll be laughing at if we even remember it at all. Yeah, I, I think that the things, things that were good from that game, Kamarni Smith made his debut. Moses Nyman got some minutes. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there I, I, we go. I, I, I will good. say Gressel continued uh, to look good. Gressel, and Gressel yeah. continues. Gressel continues to be. Uh, I would say he's not. He's not firing on all cylinders yet, but he has uh, dramatically improved from 2020. Julian Gressel. I, I almost want to see think, after kind of watching this game. I almost want to see Gressel maybe a little bit higher up the field. I'm almost wondering when Ariola comes back, when, when there's more more depth kind of at that line. Maybe Paredes is back. Maybe we see maybe we see a shift. Maybe we see Assad go to the bench, or even Flores go to the bench, and we see Gressel kind of step in, maybe a little bit higher on the field. He has shown, I think, the most offensive ability thus far, uh, or the ability to go forward of of any of the attacking players. And I think what we saw from this game, we, we saw opportunities, potential opportunities. The problem was it felt like the team did a good job when they were quick on that transition. It was they were they were moving quickly to get the ball up the field. They would win the ball in the center of the park, make a couple quick passes, get it upfield, and then they'd get sort of outside that 18, and they would just kind of stop, and they would try to think about it. And I don't think that's what Losada wants. I think he wants go, 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 let's go quickly, because it then gave time for uh, for New England to push back and defend and that led to you know that last pass being not quite on the mark and then the the you know revolution cleared up so i don't know if it's a burn the tape game uh, but i think it's a uh it's a let's look at some things we did well and let's move on but let's not burn the tape i think there were still some things that they did uh well offensively just not it's still not the complete picture i think I think right now, and I mentioned this during the game when I was watching, I was like, oh, we have a confidence issue when it comes to just shooting the ball. I think, mm-hmm. you know, while Moreno likes to take that 20-yard blast from wherever on the field that goes sailing over the ball, you don't really have anybody else who's going to say, oh, I want to shoot this ball right now. And I think that's allowing teams like New England to get that jump on us and disrupt that final pass because they know that the pass is coming. There's nobody right now who's willing to just – take on the shot and test um, uh, Matt Turner any because, well, he only recorded one save all night. He wrote, he wrote, a, he wrote a novel back there. He was the he was doing his taxes. It was a, it was an easy night for him. <laughs> I think you're right. Uh, you know, it's, you, you wonder, too, like some coaches are uh, think that, you know, maybe that's a wasteful opportunity and making those long shots. We don't know if Hernan is like – anti anti long shots more more about but it doesn't seem like he would be based on everything else it seems like it would be sort of a high reward uh low risk high reward situation but uh yeah i i think i think i think that there's a there's a definitely a, there's large areas of opportunity in the offensive side and i think that until we have a f- uh, designated forward that we think is, is is about to try to score them goals I'm not going to hold, uh, and, and and once Yamil Assad is actually uh, game fit all the way, then I'll then I'll then I'll start worried about sort of uh, you know cashing in on those opportunities. Right now, it's sort of and, know, Eric's Eric Sorga. And, and let's be clear, New England had zero zero shots inside the 18 that went towards goal. 
they they all their shots yeah. were reduced to outside the 18. They had one block shot from Bo, um, from Bo. I think that was Alvaro made a really nice run to sort of block that. So uh, defensively, yeah, we're doing all right with yeah. with a makeshift back line. Yeah, he's been a he's been a huge surprise. That's a that's a that's a great pickup so far. I think. Mm-hmm. Who are we talking about? Alfaro. Alfaro. Alfaro yeah. 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 He's earning his sure, minimum. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm very glad that no one listened to our New York City FC preview match <laughs> where we talked about Tony Alfaro in a very dismissive way. Uh, this is a, once again week two week two of my uh, mea culpa. Tony Alfaro, you, you, you're doing great. Keep it up, man. And also keep the hair well, because it helps me identify you on the field, <laughs> and I like that. I think any large to, physically identifying factor. I'm getting old. My eyes are getting bad, I guess. I like it. To, to be fair, if if we had maybe seen him play, if the <laughs> maybe. preseason games had been streamed, Perhaps. maybe we would, have, we would have had a different opinion of him. Despite the fact he gave up the penalty. Well, I think that's all we, we were going off was that he gave up the penalty. What's that? We did. We did get to see him play. He just didn't have the blue. He didn't have the purple hair, so we couldn't identify him. <laughs> Fair enough. Remember, Fair Angus. Enough. Angus he was was, was the. Six. Yeah, remember Angus was the, uh, was the uh, hacker man that was helping uh, helping these games be visible by the to the people. <laughs> so I, the, he didn't see I, him. I guess the only game I actually remember he was identified was because he gave up the penalty because they said Trilus gives a penalty and golf said that was Ovar and I'm like oh great and then we signed him I'm like oh man this yeah, is like. Was- <laughs> That was the Red Bull game. It was only on the radio. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. That was. Uh, all right, Ang- Angus. Uh, any uh, anything else you want to add? We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and reopen the phone lines. Any any last thoughts? Uh, yeah. Just I guess I remember remember that that tweet. The uh, lower your expectations for our follows our our follows so he can be a pleasant surprise, and I think that's exactly what's happened. Yep. Yeah. We're all we're all defender of the year. <laughs> Lord expectations. <laughs> Thanks, Angus. Thanks, Angus. All right, uh, Jason on Instagram has is Flores a locked in starter every week when Ariola is back? I I I think honestly, I don't think there's any attacking player right now when guys are getting healthy, when guys are starting to come back. Ola Kamara is back on the table as far as being a starting striker. I don't think. Yep. I don't think Sorg has done anything that has made me say I anything really that has said that he is not that he is a a locked in. Uh, a, a locked-in starter. I, I don't think Assad has really done anything. I, Flores, I think Flores's defensive work rate has been good, and I think it has helped us kill off games. His pressure is good. I I still hold on to the idea that it's going to come for him, um, and I and I'm I'm more excited. He he's looked better than he looked all of 2020. So I'm I'm a little bit. I know some fans maybe are disappointed in him. I know there were some other podcasts that were ragging on him. I don't have the same entire negative opinions um I, I see some flashes i think he needs somebody that to connect with offensively um because right now I, i'm not i don't think there's a whole lot for him to work with uh so i want to see him have more options maybe maybe have an areola uh that he can work with maybe have an old maybe he and ola kamara you know establish a connection we never really got to see them work much together uh you know in, in with this new lineup i i think with this new system any player we we maybe had a negative opinion of we need to see again because I, I think they're they're going to be different uh, in, in this system than they were under Ben Olsen. I, I, I see Ariola as a, sec, a second striker situation instead of a right wing back or a winger. I think that that not necessarily is where he has played, certainly not for the national team. Uh, but I feel like that is a that is an area of need, particularly if Flores continues sort of like more of his uh, more of his contributions being more defensive than offensive, the thing he was signed for. Um, like you, I'm more optimistic about Flores long-term 
because uh, the, his his track record dictates that that's that's what he should be doing. Um, but I think I think I I think Ariel is more dangerous closer to goal. And if the team is still having problems converting opportunities, uh, I think that's where you I think that's where you put him on there. And I think that Flores potentially does get moved to the bench because of that. But we'll, we'll, I think we'll see. That's a great problem to have for us is to, to have all these players back. I'm not sure. I, I think I would like, if, if there is media availability this week, I will see what we can do about getting sort of expectations and timelines for some of these players back. So we yeah. can start to, you know, Jordi Reyna is now uh, four weeks, I guess, because he was six weeks out when the season started out. So another month for Jordi Reyna before he can come back. I think he would be a player that could really help this team right now. Lots of players could. <laughs> Lots of places to need help. Let's uh let's do our our our, our Loud United twenty second uh, review of Loud United. Uh, Loud United now has a general manager for the first time, uh, Stuart Mayers, who you may have recognized from the uh, the gantry booth uh, for the last game against New England, doing commentary with Dave Johnson, is now the general manager. He continues to be the technical director for DC United, so he is pulling double duty. Uh, Loud United played Philadelphia Union two this last week and. Uh, 25th yesterday uh, and lost four to two that really got out of hand at the end they were <laughs> they were drawn until the 70th minute and i guess the wheels fell off in a dramatic fashion at that point uh, and then their season i believe i'm gonna verify yep uh starts on may 2nd so mm-hmm. this weekend uh so great against we've Mi- got against miami fc <laughs> we've got we've got all the games to cover uh we've got saturday night late 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 dc united we've got sunday seven o'clock ted's got richmond 7:30. I've got Loud United, and uh, we've got Spirit tomorrow night. So it's a it's a full week of games for all the teams that we ostensibly cover, and then the one that Ted would also like us to cover. I, I don't like us to cover. If you want, if you want kickers coverage, go uh, River City ninety three podcast. I have I have kept kept out of that realm, other than the brief mentions about about the team. Ted has so. signed a mutual non aggression pact with this yes. podcast to not encroach yes. on their turf. Yes, they will. If, they will. <laughs> they will send a dog well, to his house. It is also the fact that they they cover the team more closely, and and I, I watch the games. I know certain players, but I, I there's only so much I can like invest my time in, and and I have chosen DC and Spirit, and that's right, that's uh, and right. Run. So I I they I have chosen chosen my boyhood club um, as the team I will follow closely. There's only so much energy you can. Uh, you can keep into uh, Angus. By the way, says I'd like to see more than twenty minutes out of Roberta. I, I would too, and I'm I'm actually. I will mention I'm I am a little surprised you're saying he should be one of those players I would expect to be fit because yeah. he's he's in the middle of his season technically he was playing in, he's playing in Bulgaria uh, which is not you know the the premiership or anything but you would expect a player to be fit so I'm, I've, I've been a little bit I I, I guess I I will be it seemed to me Soria kind of came off the bench and he looked uh, kind of like upset. Uh, he did not look happy to be to be taken off. I am no, I am wondering if it, I, I am wondering if he feels that this might be that was kind of his last moment maybe to 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 to, to etch a place in the permanent lineup. He didn't do it, and now he's thinking guys are getting healthy, guys are coming back. Maybe maybe, uh, maybe this is my last game. The team spent a million dollars on Roberta. Maybe they want to get a good run out of him for ninety minutes. Uh, so be curious be curious to see. Let's uh let's preview. Uh, we, we, I think we've beaten this game. We flogged this game well to death. Uh, let's talk about the Spirit. The Spirit are playing in their yes. final Challenge Cup game tomorrow against Goth- Gotham FC. It's going to take me a little bit of time to <laughs> not call them Sky Blue. Uh, Gotham FC, way cooler name. 
sounds sort of i think goth is the first thing i think i'm like whoa very cool very <laughs> this, this is the punk goth team uh dc united or not dc united washington spirit is i uh, believe eliminated from the final the final is just the top two see the top on each in each conference and they mm-hmm. will not be that because north carolina beat uh racing louisville right uh three two in like the last second right before right before that we recorded uh so that's that well Gotham look what i well, I, well i don't know what the tiebreakers are i guess I guess I don't know what the time. I guess if they, I, if it's goal differential, I guess technically we are still alive, because um, because basically if we beat Gotham FC, we tie everybody on six. I think we have to win by like three goals or something like that. Don't we have a game in hand on North Carolina? Uh, I believe North Carolina is now even on games. Three. I'm seeing here. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if my if my standings are updated at this point. It may not be. I will tell you. Tell you what. I remember. I remember in pre preseason. So last month, when we were looking at the longest preseason in human history for the Spirit, uh, and we're like, do I, you know how how seriously should we take the Challenge Cup? I I, I do not care at all if mm-hmm. they get to the final with this. I want it to get to the regular season. I yeah. want them to have. I want them to have cadence. I want them to have a weekly game, like you were saying before the show, on a on a weekend, <laughs> and not on like not random Tuesday. Uh, and I and I want to have an opportunity for the games, you know, how Richie's going to manage these games when they matter f- for real. And when they, you know, when he's got a full complement of his players in no international duty, uh, does he continue to try to push the three-man back line? Does he go to the four? That's worked pretty well, uh, particularly in the Racing Louisville game. Hard to say. Uh, in this game, Gotham uh, really played really well the last game mm-hmm. that they played. Uh, they against... beat they beat they beat North Carolina. They, they were the one team I think that's beaten North Carolina that has managed to, to slay the dragon. So to speak. they scored other teams four have gone, goals. But... They, sc- they scored four goals against North Carolina. Yeah, uh, and Carly Lloyd looks ready to play, uh, which she has not been for a, a little bit a little bit of time for the at least the NWSL side. Uh, Midge Purse scored, I believe, uh, on that also in that game. This is going to be a, this is going to be a tough game. Uh, the spirit defensively have looked uh, shaky. I think that they continue to the uh, Sayori Takarada uh, is not very steady right now. She's got she's got a Donovan Pines level of calmness on the ball at her feet lately. Uh, and, and she, you know, in the first game back from racing Louisville, she had been with on international duty two days prior. And and it, and it showed. And and Richie complimented her for just gutting it out and being able to play ninety minutes. And she was dead on her feet at the end of it. Uh, but uh, you know, hopefully, uh, Paige Nielsen hopefully gets back. Sam Staub has not been able to mop and plank. She's been injured. So once again, uh, this last game they got some of their internationals back, but they haven't had their starting back line sort of configured. So uh, this will be this will be a challenge. Uh, I look forward to seeing. Many more goals than the last second goal that Trinity uh, that Trinity assisted uh, Ashley Sanchez scoring last time I saw him in person. So, watch watch the game. It should be interesting. Yeah, and I think I think you know I think this is a matter of I think winning the tournament maybe was a little bit of a far fetch with with the amount of players missing and and kind of everything. I think maybe we had dreams of it maybe us being a dark horse pick uh, to do that. And I think after that after that Carolina game, I think that was pretty much it, it was over. I don't think we, we were going to win this tournament. Uh, but what I will say, uh, what I will say is, I feel like we have learned some things. First of all, uh, Rodman is the truth. She is a, she is going to play a huge role in this team upcoming. How quickly she adjusted to the professional game was nothing sort of incredible. Uh, she immediately made came in, made impact, made an impact. 
I mean, this is this is sort of a glorified preseason, but the level is high. I mean, this yep. is still a very high level of, of, of games. These are games that matter. Um, this is something I, I kind of think MLS should adopt is like, why not do like a TV covered preseason, even if it's just on ESPN plus. Do something like that. Make the games matter, and and I think you'll you'll get some you'll get some good things, you'll get some good things out of it. Um, but uh, but I think we've we've learned a lot about that. Ashley Sanchez, I think, has not had the impact I think she would have liked. I think we want to see more from her. Yep. Uh, I've been a little surprised. I guess Yokoyama kind of came onto the scene. She looked very good in the first game. And and then she kind of started coming off the bench, I believe, the last couple games, if I'm not mistaken. So I, I'd like to see some more from her. Um, and I think I said defensively, I, I want to see Andy Sullivan. Obviously, we won't get to see Kelly O'Hara again. She has been, uh, she got red carded. She is off for this game. Um, so we will see her, see her in the in, for the regular season. Um, so, uh, but I, but you know, I, I'm re- I'm ready for the season to start. I think I'm ready for I'm ready for a full season of games. Uh, I, do we have a, do we even have a schedule yet? Do we? Uh, no, I believe that's yeah. soon. I think I think that we might see that pretty soon. Uh, yeah. But just to just to bring Kelly Hara again, she had a goal that was uh, called off. Oh my gosh! I, I feel <laughs> like that was pretty bad. <laughs> Referee, the referees among us would I think agree with that? Is that correct? So. This is, you know, the Futurama, uh, the scene with the, uh, with the, uh, with Hermes and the like, like he's like a government, government person or something like that. And like the guy's like, well, you are technically correct. The best kind of correct. This is the exact, (laughs) the referee is technically correct. She goes to the ball, she signals and she says she pointed the whistle. I don't see her do that. And normally you will see the referee walk away, point to the whistle, say, wait for my whistle. They do the kickoff, the play happens, and then she decides to call it back. Uh, that that's that's bad. And I, I I would say if I was assessing her, I would that would have been a really bad mark uh, on her. Um, so she is technically correct that yes, she went to the ball. If, unless if you're gonna take a free kick, you do it immediately. You don't set up for a ceremonial free kick and then take it. Before the whistle. Um, so, I, you know, I, I think maybe as the spirit, maybe you wait for the whistle. It's 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 a it's it's a technically correct call, but it's the worst kind of thing because it it, 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 it takes away a goal. So yep. not, not a good, not a bright moment either way, even though she does, I think, does get the call right. But it's just a stupid thing that she does not not actually signaling it and blowing the whistle um i don't think i ever heard a whistle it's hard to hear i guess on the stream but i never heard a whistle go off so and last bit of spirit news uh spirit re-signed aubrey bledsoe emily emily sauna and andy sullivan to new deals the interesting thing there i think this has been reported a while ago by steve goff the interesting thing here is that sauna and sullivan are no longer going to be uh, allocated contracts after this season does that mean that they are now going to be allocated to additional U.S. national team players? I don't know the answer to that. Or can they be? I think maybe they can. I don't know the answer to that. Uh, We are still... The NWSL rules are somewhat foreign to us. The MLS rules are less foreign to us. They continue to change. I think we understand them a little bit better. But NWSL is a new frontier for us. Uh, But these players being under contract are good, particularly through the next two years following this one. So you've got a core... uh, You know, you're, you're... your spine in the middle of the field right there is is, is set up for for a little bit for a little time. I, I do wonder too if this is a. I, I feel like th- there was a lot of talk about how. So so for those who don't know the history of the NWSL, the NWSL was basically started by U.S. Soccer. U.S. Soccer said we are going to start this league. 
because it had failed so many times when they've tried to do it, you know, privately. And they said, we're going to start up this league. We're going to we're going to bankroll it. Basically, we're going to take all of our U.S. players. They're going to be paid on our contracts. We're going to allocate them to to NWSL teams to kind of help boost it. And, you know, then we're going to you know build ownership there. I, I think what's happened is you're, you're seeing the sponsorship come in. I am wondering if there are going to be maybe some changes to how this whole thing operates with the allocated U.S. soccer players. You're having a lot more players go abroad. I am wondering if U.S. soccer is like, look, you need to – telling NWSL teams, you need to start stepping up and paying these players because otherwise we really can't hold them here much longer. Like, you know, we've got CBA negotiations. We don't want to get into – you know, we, we want to – we don't want to have that to be like our continuing negotiating tactic. We want to dissolve ourselves of that so we can negotiate elsewhere. I, I wonder if that's sort of a signal that, um, you know, that, that maybe the things are changing on that front. Well, if that's uh, the with, case. I like our chances. I think ownership, yeah. I think ownership is committed to, to putting a good product on the field. Yeah. And if those, and if those sort of, uh, you know, limits are taken off as far as like, you know, where, who, who's paying for these players, does that make the players who are maybe allocated to less, uh, affluent teams more likely to move to teams that can afford them, maybe. Uh, so either way, either way, I, it's, it's positive nudes for for the spirit. I think. Yeah, I think it maybe you maybe start seeing. I think a lot of that sort of that allocated stuff is a lot of training wheels. I think it boosted the spirit in, in some cases. Uh, getting getting players like um, like Mallory Pugh, like Rose Lavelle. I think now the league is like, look, you know, sponsorships coming in. We're getting you know more and more and more. We're hearing more and more sponsors are signing up. We're hearing ticket sales go well. We're hearing all the you know the the new deal on CBS, for instance. Uh, I think all of that has kind of the success of the Challenge Cup has kind of made U.S. Soccer say, you know what, we can start taking off those training wheels. It's time. It's time for this league to kind of grow on its own. Um, so I think I think that's kind of what we're what maybe what we're seeing right here. I, I can't say for sure, and maybe someone will come yell at me and say, nope, I'm wrong. But that, that that's kind of what it feels like because and it has been talked about. U.S. Soccer wants to divest themselves. They want to kind of step back from this league and let and let sort of it it take on more of a more of a role, kind of running it by itself. Um, so hopefully we so, see that. So uh, tune in tomorrow night. I think it's yep. seven o'clock. Is it seven o'clock? I, gotta, I should know. I would. I have to be there at a certain time. It's seven o'clock. <laughs> it is uh, seven o'clock. Also, yes. Tickets are also available. So if you yes. are, if you if you feel like going, if you're vaccinated, or if you're not, and just feel like you want to go, I believe there are some tickets available. So come come see me and say hello. I will be not wearing a soccer jersey because that's not allowed in press box. I have to be. I'll, maybe I'll be wearing a suit. Maybe I'll be wearing a tuxedo with a top hat and a monocle. Who knows? Yeah, to be. I, I think that would still be you still be flying for distractions in the press box. No, um, well, yes. I won't do you gotta, that. Got to be an upstanding, upstanding citizen in, in the press box um, for sure. So, uh, but yeah, but uh, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for the last game. Hopefully, we see maybe a, a bit more of a, a complete picture. We got more lineups. Guys have been players have now been in training for a week, so maybe there's been some some things built. So um, it'll be should be a fun a fun way to at least end the year and, and get excited for the actual season that that is going to happen uh, this year. So, um, yeah. All right. Uh, anything else we wanna we wanna touch on? Any any other <laughs> any other news uh, that's coming out? It, it's kind of a quiet show this week, I think. Unless we it is it some is more calls uh, this week. I think I think that this is I think this is going to be a relatively short one. We'll have the we'll have the preview show on Thursday. That I think it'll be really helpful mm-hmm. uh, to to get sort of the real full scouting report on San Jose and talk about. And we'll also know more about the health of DC United and who we're expected to send out to. California uh, over the weekend. So uh, stay tuned for that. Make sure you're subscribed so that you see the Thursday show since that's on a live one. Uh, and uh, we will probably do a, another pregame on Instagram uh, on Saturday night. So make sure you're following us on Instagram, which is, you know, at RFK Refugees, like you would imagine it would be. 
and, and, and we're gonna let we're gonna let democracy. We're going to let momentum decide whether we do a post game for that show. I think because it's going to be one a.m. Eastern time when that game ends. Uh, if you want post game, uh, and you are up at that night, and you are you are not, um, and you are not. Uh, What's the word? Uh, you are not asleep because you are a normal person, and you want us to do a post game. We, we will do a post game. So we will. We this will is my this is my normal advertisement for our scarf. I still have yes. a. Get, help me get rid of this giant box in my basement. Uh, Ted's got one. I've got a lot more than one. Brian's got one. Uh, make sure if you if you're like, oh man, I don't have enough scarves. I know that's my problem. I know that in my closet I don't have thirty thousand <laughs> scarves. But if you want one more, who's the? Is it uh, at DC United DCU Soccer that has like a like a it lines their bed like they've got like a whole like <laughs> it's like so. a what's that what's that called it's like a it's like a canopy bed that he's yeah. used scarves to make so uh asthmatic 10 uh, my buddy matt uh, says on twitch that he has it it arrived today uh and it's it's uh it's high quality so i i agree they're high quality i think that we're definitely gonna if we make scarves again uh in a, in a subsequent season i we're we're gonna go with them again out of uh what's their name again diehard scarves yeah so diehard, diehard scarves, scarves it's good stuff but if you want one, arcarefugees.com, uh, buy it. Yep. And remember, remember my little, my little thing. Let's see. Let's when, when's the next home game? We got the next home game. Oh May man, something. not until Chicago. May thirteenth, not until Chicago. Um, so uh, yeah, so you got you got you got till May thirteenth if you to buy it. Buy it. Buy it sooner. Wear it to the game. Show yourself on camera. Take a screenshot of it when when you get back home. Um, I know that might require you to have NBC Sports Washington. So, uh, you, so you gotta do it. <laughs> that is also that is also contingent on your and you're getting this free beer. It's a yes, <laughs> a lot of lot of variables. Yes, but basically, if I see you, if I see someone holding up a scarf, I will I will screen I will make my effort to screen cap it, and I will show it to you. By the way, uh, we forgot to mention hats off to the team. It seemed like they had they have resolved resolved yeah. the issue from the beginning of the week uh, with the stream. It seems like now if you are in the the NBC Sports Washington greater area, you're able to watch the game. And hats off to them for for getting that for getting that done because there are there are no nationally televised games and it's good to at least have an option. I know some fans I think have now expressed frustration they can't uh, DVR the game. Um, and my response like to that is I, 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 that was I'm one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> and my response to that is buy cable. And, and that's all. Oh, I have cable. <laughs> I guess I could do that. Never mind. Yes. Never mind. That's not what it is. Uh, Richard Rolson also got a scarf. There's. All, I feel like most of the people who got scarves uh, watch the watch the <laughs> watch the stream. So, uh, thanks, guys. I guess I shouldn't advertise on the stream. I guess I should just advertise on the recorded podcast. Anyway, guys, yes. thank you uh, for doing that. If you don't have one yet, you'd like one. Check it out. Yeah. All right, guys. I think that's going to do it for this week. We're going to end the show a little early. We actually ended the show early. We actually normally, like we say, we're going to end it early, and then we end up going for like an hour. Uh, we got we got about forty five minutes in the show. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Hopefully, uh, we have some more excitement, more things to talk about. I think actually the San Jose game is going to be a little bit, a little bit, uh, a little bit more exciting. I think so. Um, I, I think there's a chance here with with how both these teams want to play, and and and. Uh, San Jose being a more attacking team. And Wando got red carded, so we don't have to deal with him. Uh, anyway, thank you all so much for listening. We will catch you guys on Thursday. Vamos. Vamos. Vamos.